0: Fuck out of here, boy. Get that weak shit out of here. Oh, what's up everybody? It's 60 Minutes of Hell, another episode. Had a busy week, NBA draft, be a free agency, all that other good stuff. It's Zach, we got Craig in here. What's up, Craig? i glad we could
1: find the record button. <laughs> we're off and flying.
0: You know, that's uh, kind of something that the listeners might not know is that I really struggle finding the record and the stop record button. So if you hear like cursing at the end of our pods, that's why. And if you hear giggling at the very beginning, that's also why. So we finally found it. So we're ready to go. Ready to go. Uh, Going to talk some fun stuff today. NBA draft, there's a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about with that. Free agency, uh, some funny stuff, uh, Big Baby posting videos about getting head and things like that, and USC, UCLA switching conferences to the Big Ten. Uh, going to be a productive day. We'll start NBA draft. And uh, Craig, I'm going to start with you. I uh, just kind of want your thoughts on the NBA draft and were there any surprises or in, anything that happened that you want to talk about?
1: Um, I feel like the the Rockets got a good pick with Jabari Smith going third. Um, up until like 30 minutes before the draft, um, everybody thought he was going first. So for him to drop, you know, two spots to the third and then they get him, um, I think that's huge. They also got um, Tyree Eason out of LSU and then they got Tai Tai Washington um, because they traded from, you got they got a trade from the Grizzlies. Um, so they got three, three SEC guys, but Jabari Smith is, is a really good pick for them at three. And then the Pistons, I thought the Pistons had the best draft out of everybody. Um, first round, getting Ivy at five, who, you know, a lot of people said is like the best player in the draft. And then getting Jalen Duran at 12 or at 13 because they traded with the Hornets. Um, that takes care of their big man problems. They don't have to trade for Aiton now. They don't have to spend a bunch of money. So I think that they they did a good job. Um, the other thing that I was – that I mean, you can just say this in general, but what the fuck are the Knicks doing?
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, I have no idea. Every single year, I don't know what the fuck they are doing. It and was
1: so confusing.
0: It was very confusing. And I actually kind of thought that um, the guy that they got from France, I thought he was actually – a good player and then they just traded him immediately basically for nothing.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. it's yeah, it was so confusing because like they picked and then they traded and then they picked, they traded the, the next pick and then they picked again, but then they didn't, they traded that pick. Like it was just, I was like, what the fuck is happening
0: for like a future pick next year? Yeah. They were like the most active team that got nothing out of it.
1: Yeah. But
0: they, 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 always have big draft night head scratchers that I never quite get. And it's funny because the guy that they picked, you know, great player out of France, very athletic, probably somebody that would have fit in their system, somebody that could develop too. And it's just funny that Nick fans are booing him. I'm like, that was probably a steal at that pick. Like I'd be booing the fact that you traded the pick in the first place. Nick, Nick fans, don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They don't. They're the, they're the most picky and – most difficult fans because there's no telling them anything. They all think that they know everything. I mean, and it dates back to, like, all the history. It's it, it's so funny to me. Like, I don't want to get, like, too far down a rabbit hole, but it's, like, they worship Patrick Ewing but rarely mention Willis Reed. It's, like, in my opinion, like, Willis Reed is their best center of all time because he brought the title. And then they treat every single New York City point guard like shit, every single one that they get. But then on top of that, there's always an excuse for everything. It's like, oh, if we just had a shooting guard in the Jordan era, we would have beat Jordan. Or if we just would have re-signed Xavier McDaniel, we would have beat Jordan. Xavier McDaniel? That's your fucking answer to beating Michael Jordan? It's like they didn't sign him for a reason. It's because he's declining. Like, look at his fucking stats. He declines big time that season after. And it's just – I could go on, man. I I could really go on. But the bottom line is that their management really has no idea what they're doing. They never – get it right and it's just funny that you could strike out so many times like 20 plus years down the road it just blows my mind
1: i mean it's it's ridiculous like the amount of times that they have picked somebody and then like two picks later it's like this great player goes like i mean the number one i think one to me is when they passed on steph curry to pick uh who i don't even remember who the fuck they picked that year yeah i uh is uh wasn't Johnny Flynn? Who the hell was it? That's who I thought it was too. But that was the Timberwolves, right? That was the year that the Timberwolves took three point guards, and none of them were Steph Curry.
0: Yeah, God, what, this is going to drive me nuts. Forgetting, but yeah, they they did have uh, a pretty terrible pick. It wasn't Porzingis, right? It it wasn't Porzingis.
1: It was somebody, but it, whoever it was, it wasn't Steph Curry, and they are no longer on the Knicks. So <laughs> they fucked, they fucked that up pretty bad. Like, it's just, it's so funny to me every year. With the Knicks, like Stephen A. Smith, I thought was going to have a fucking aneurysm, like on camera. He's like cussing and like calling, like calling them sons of bitches. Like when, when Johnny Davis went the pick before to the Wizards, like he was like, motherfucker, like, like (laughs) just sitting there like fucking (laughs) live, live (laughs) fucking mic going, just cussing out everybody. Just being like, oh, I wish we would have had that fucking
0: shit. Yeah, by the way, the Knicks did pick Jordan Hill that year. It was Jordan Hill.
1: Oh, yeah, good pick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it worked out great.
1: Yeah, Uh, just a shit franchise, dude. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, it's horrible. And I don't want to waste any more time on them. But uh, I agree, though. I think Jabari Smith was amazing that he fell to three. I think he is the best player in the draft. Like, uh, Banchero, I've seen so many – too many Duke games where he kind of disappeared where he wasn't, you know, he didn't really stand out to me. I don't know if he's really a number pick, number one pick guy. I think he might be maybe the most versatile in that top five, but I really didn't think he's the best player. And Chet Holmgren, like, I know he had a fantastic high school and college career, but there's a lot of times where he is standing out in the perimeter, really not being aggressive. And I'm trying to imagine him in the NBA, you know, really dominating at, I mean, 7 foot, 195. I mean, him and Alexi, the, the nickname, the Slim Towers. I mean, it's perfect, but I mean, Slim Towers are going to collapse, man. They're going <laughs> to collapse. It's So how tall are you? I'm 6'3". I'm 6'4". How much do you weigh? Uh, I weigh 180, but I was at 1.200. Yeah, so I'm 205.
1: So I'm 6'4", 205. You're 6'3", 18. We weigh about as much as they do and we're what 14 inches
0: shorter than they are combined
1: yeah like it's just i just don't
0: i don't understand and for our listeners we're slim dudes we're not fat yeah, dudes. like, like we, we we're still active we still play basketball like i'd kill for a body like mine
1: like i'm i'm skinny and i'm still like i've never been able to put weight on in my life and i'm still 205 yeah and, like, For a dude to be 7'1", 7'2", and 190, like, (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. Like, (laughs) I mean, you're looking at Porzingis right now, and, you know, he was the original of these dudes, and he's hurt all the time. And even he is thickened up. Like, he's not, like, the skinny little dude that he was when he first came in the league, but, like, he's had a million problems health-wise. And I just don't understand how Holmgren makes it through a full – eighty two game season, even if he plays seventy games. Yeah. And- like I don't know how his body can wear that when I mean if I'm the opposite if I'm the opposing team, I mean I go big on his ass and I just fucking bully him down I mean, low. You like, can just mean, put two threes, but like on defense, like okay, now you get to play against fucking, you know, Aiton, or you get, you know, whoever else. I mean Carl Anthony Towns, I was gonna say, but Carl Anthony Towns plays
0: I mean, you could even put, like, a P.J. Tucker on him because as a taller guy, like, yeah. I always hate when, like, small, like, dudes built, like, fire hydrants have to guard me because I always feel like I'm going to get, like, undercut. They kind of can kind of get under me. So I think he's going to have a really tough time in the NBA. I'm not sold on him at all. Like, I actually – I don't wish this on anybody. But also being from Gonzaga, like, they don't play against anybody really. I mean, oh. you see a couple guys during the NCAA tournament. But, I mean, you're playing in San Francisco, Portland – you're really not seeing like competitive teams. And that's one thing that I always have issues with Gonzaga dudes that they just don't see uh tough matchups night after night. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm with you, man. I'm I'm not sold on that. I'm not sold on that at all. And one of the things that I'll say is that I don't wish this on anybody, but I just think he's going to be the bust of the draft with all the hype coming in. I, I just don't see it happening at all, but he will get the minutes in OKC. So you might see him put up numbers those first couple of years, but there's a difference between numbers and being able to play basketball. And I think once the thunders start building, you're going to see him buried buried at the end of the bench. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't, I don't see him being like the guy on any team. and yeah. if, you're going, if you're going number two, like that's, like, that's what you need to be.
0: Yeah, and you know, Benedict Matherin. Uh high as balls. I don't know if you saw what he said, but he said that he's uh LeBron's gotta prove to him that he's the best in the league because yeah. he's better than everybody. And I'm just like, dude, you went number six in a pretty weak draft, and I don't even really remember him being that big of a problem at Arizona. I and I watched quite a bit of college basketball. I just I was never like blown away by what he could do. So <laughs> I don't know what the fuck like, he's talking about. I get that you have to
1: be like you know confident and do all this stuff, but I mean, what are you doing?
0: Like you're calling like, out what, like
1: the face of the NBA. Yeah, and the dude that's been like the best player in the league since he got in the league. Yeah, like, what what are we doing? Like the dude is the dude's gonna. I mean. I don't think that lebron is like this like imagine if he would have said about that about kobe oh yeah Kobe kobe would have put fucking 100 on his head oh easy yeah he would have shot a million times and until he could just like until the kid stopped just trying like i don't think lebron is like that but i wish that he was because i feel like lebron if he really wanted to i feel like lebron is the guy that can get to 100 points
0: yeah instead lebron will probably want to team up with him yeah, yeah. yeah That's like, just not his. Yeah, person.
1: come join Clutch Clutch Sports. <laughs> me and Rich Paul and Adele. Yeah, and we'll fucking take this take this league over, and then I'll trade him in like two years. Yeah, but this with him.
0: This situation though reminds me of when Jake Sokolidis got drafted for the Suns, and during draft day, he was just like, "I beat Shack, I stopped Shack." <laughs> and it's like, dude, you're calling out like the best center of mm-hmm. all time. You yeah. know, arguably, you know most dominant. I should say. Yeah. So you're calling out the most dominant dude, and you're like the 27th pick, and you're like from fucking Kazakhstan or wherever you're from. Like, get the, get the fuck Not out smart. of here! Not smart. No, but another pick. Pick I really liked is a uh, Shaden Sharp going to Portland. Um, just at that pick, I feel like maybe is a little bit of a reach, but I think he does have the highest ceiling out of all the guards left. And that could be a pick where people look back and say that's that might be the best pick of the pick of the draft. I feel like that could be that that best pick or it could very well not turn out to be anything. But I feel like Portland usually does pretty good in the drafts. I I trust their instincts on that one.
1: Yeah. I mean so Sharp is a guy that didn't play last year. He practiced with the team, but he didn't play. And everybody was saying like he was killing everybody in practice. Like all the Kentucky people were like this dude, like if, if he would have played Kentucky probably would have been the number one team like all the way throughout last year. That's what everybody is saying that the dude was killing everybody. Um, I mean, it's, it's a different thing. Like going to the pros without playing in a game for a year. Like, I mean, practice games, I'm sure Kentucky has competitive practices, but. Like, just, I think that he'll probably, I mean, this is where it's tough because you don't want to send a dude that's that high of a pick down to the G League, but I think that he would benefit from, like, 10, 15 G League games just to, like, get his feet wet a little bit, get into, like, the groove, but the bad thing about that would be if he starts out shitty, then, like, you're like, okay, you're shooting 20% and let's... Bring it up to the NBA and see what you can do. So, I mean, there's kind of a little give, but I would like to see him start in the G League and like get a couple games in just so he could get like the speed up and get a little feel for it and then get into an NBA game. But um, that's probably not going to happen because he's a top 10 pick. So,
0: well, the good thing is that the Blazers did look like a G, team, G League team last year. So it kind of, <laughs> I don't even know if you need to bring him down. I think he's just going to get the run. Yeah. Um, But I mean, gonna <laughs> be playing with the same dudes that he'd be playing with anyway. <laughs> yes, for real. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. I, I like the pick because we don't know it's gonna get, happen with Dame. I I feel like Dame's gotta be out at some point. I would think out of Portland, but he's got. Yeah, it's gotta be. Uh, the Thunder, though. Um, <laughs> I mean, they got a they got a lot of length in that draft between Holmgren, uh. I mean, they did get Usman Zhang, the guy that the uh, the Knicks traded. The guy that I really like. I mean, look six nine shooting guard, small forward, one eighty five. And then they got the two Jalen Williams. They drafted two Jalen Williamses, which was awesome. So I I don't know. I I kind of like what the Thunder did. I just hate what they did at number two. But I, I do like what they're trying to do with all the length. But
1: yeah, I I think that I think they they're either going to look really smart or really dumb in a couple of years because I think they pick, they have a lot of guys that are like they're repeats of each other. Like they're like, they have a lot of dudes that have the same skill sets that are like same build and everything. So, I mean, they could be like 10 deep, just throwing dudes out there and like killing everybody. Or they could be 10 guys that they're like, Oh shit, we don't have anybody that has like, one skill that we can like put them out they all have the same they all have like repeating skill sets yeah that don't really complement each other so i mean it's up to their development to take care of that but i i do like i like that they are getting a shitload of picks like i like that they're just like throwing everything against the wall and just being like whatever like we're gonna be we're gonna suck for a while so we might as well just try to nail some of these like high ceiling kind of guys that might not make it all the way through
0: and you got to be able to hit right on at least one or two you know with all those guys you got to be able to at least hit on one or two and if they do that they'll be in an okay spot and you know one of the biggest things is that you know we talk about how skinny and light they are and shit like that but the argument that everyone's going to bring up is the kevin durant where he couldn't bench press like 185 Would you know when he was in the draft the difference is Durant was like a shooting guard coming to the league. These guys are centers. Like, I mean, they're listed as centers, power forwards. That's kind of the difference. So that's why I think Durant's situation is a little bit different compared to these guys. I don't see these guys having a Kevin Durant type career. So I mean, when, when you watched Durant at Texas, you knew that he was, he was going to fuck
1: shit up. Like, you knew that it was going to be real good. I mean, you know, not being able to bench press that was, you know, kind of scary. But, like, the dude can just fucking play. Yeah, Holmgren and, like, all these other guys that are kind of skinny, like, you you don't really know, like, skill set-wise if they can do the things that they were doing in college in the pros.
0: Yeah. And then some of the steals of the draft, um, one of the guys that I really liked was uh, Jaden Hardy. I was pretty shocked that he slipped 37. I thought for sure he'd be, like, a top 25 – I thought he'd be top 20, honestly. But to get him at 37, you know, for the Mavericks, I think that's a steal. Yeah. Um, also, EJ Liddell, I don't know how the fuck he slipped to 41. I don't know if he had like a, a bad credit score or something. But I um, mean, he's a guy that I also thought might be like top 20. And then there he is at 41, like that, that especially in this draft where it's not a very deep draft. That was a little bit confusing to me.
1: Yeah, I think that with Liddell, I mean, he's a little undersized. So that might be the only reason why. <clears throat> I mean, it might be like a Draymond thing where he just doesn't really have a quote-unquote fit. But like he'll fit into somewhere and he'll, if he plays his role right, he'll be able to, to make a good, a good career. Yeah. Um, Jalen Williams from Arkansas was the one to me that like dra- dropped another second round. That kind of surprised me because he was he was super solid at Arkansas. And, like, just some of the guys that were taken above him, I don't really – I don't love it. Like, David Roddy going in the first round, I don't love that pick because he's another undersized guy. Like, he went 23rd to the Sixers. They traded him to Memphis. But, like, he's just a – he's a dude that, like, he kind of had some weight issues in college. I mean, he can play, but I don't know if, you know – it's worth taking a first-round pick on him. Like, I thought he was for sure a second-round guy. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Christian Braun was the guy that – I'm a Warriors fan. I wanted Christian Braun to drop, and I was pretty upset that the Nuggets ended up getting him. Um, Nikola Jovich. <laughs> Jovich. Yeah. Not Jovich, Jovich. That was another dude that, like, he has – he looks like he has potential to grow into something. Yeah. I think him going to the Heat, I think they're going to develop him, and he's going
0: to be a stud in a couple of years. Yeah. I, I'm surprised he went to 27, but, I mean, that's a perfect fit to go to the Heat. They do a really good job at developing guys like the Omar Yurtsevin. Like, who would have thought that he would be able to put up, like, 20 and 20, you know, yeah. when, when Adebayo's out. So – I think they got a steal there. I mean, Miami, if he pans out to be what I think he could be, Miami could be scary good in a couple of years. I mean, they're already a great team. Um, Cleveland did some interesting things, though. I mean, taking Isaiah Mobley I thought was a reach. I was a little bit surprised that Mobley got drafted. Yeah. I know it makes sense because his brother's there. You want to make your brother happy or whatever. But, and then also getting uh, Luke Travers. Uh, I, I actually really like that pick. I think that's somebody that could end up being a really good, like, serviceable role player. So I thought Cleveland had a a pretty sneaky good draft. And I, I know Isaiah Mobley not might not be the best player, but I think it's like a smart pick to keep you know Mo, you know um, the good Mobley happy happy, but also their first round pick. Um, yeah. uh, from the guy from Kansas, Sabashi Oche. Yeah, Oche. I can't. I just can't pronounce his last name. But Oche. I mean, that's that's a really that's a great pick at fourteen. So I think Cleveland had a really good draft uh, this year, also.
1: Yeah, Cleveland. They got a guy that's ready to contribute right away with Oche, and then the Mowgli pick. I mean, just just sign him after the draft. Like, why are you wasting a draft pick on him? I know, right? All you have to do is be like, "We're going to sign you after the draft." Like, just
0: just chill, because he wasn't going to get drafted
1: by anybody else.
0: Yeah. And uh, the the one guy's surprise didn't get drafted. I thought Ron Harper Jr. would, would get drafted. I thought he was pretty NBA ready. I thought for, for a late second-round pick, I thought he should have gone.
1: I think a lot of those – so the thing with a lot of those guys, when they go undrafted now, <clears throat> is there's so much more choice for them. Like, I think a lot of agents, if they know that they're getting down to, like, the end of the draft a lot of agents will like call places and be like don't fucking take our guy because yeah but then I mean basically you're a free agent after that like you can kind of pick and choose like where you want to go there's a guy from um, NC State who was supposed to be a late second round pick Darren Sebron and he ended up not going getting drafted but then he ended up going to the Hornets like so it's like he got to kind of pick out of like four different places where he wanted to sign a two-way. And if you get drafted at the end of the draft, then you're kind of stuck where you can't really pick where you want to go. So if you have a late second round pick, a late second round draft grade, a lot of times it's better if you don't get drafted. So that way people still know that you were, you know, one of the top, whatever, 60, 75 prospects, but, you just didn't get drafted, so
0: yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's like Scottie Pippen Jr. too. Like, where do you think he wants to be? Los Angeles or like fucking like Toronto? You know, like yeah. He uh. So I mean, you're right, guys. With those kind of names, they get more options. They're like Sharif O'Neal, like he gets to go to to L.A. right now. There's a lot of kids whose dads played in the NBA that didn't get drafted between those two and Ron Harper Jr. and guys like that, but. Uh, can we talk about the commentary of the NBA draft for a minute? Because I know that we were watching different channels for a minute. I I know that you're watching uh Stephen A. Smith, I had Stephen A. Smith on for a while, then you switch over to ESPN. But I mean, I think the player comparisons were my favorite part when uh, (laughs) because there's a Kendrick Perkins that compared some guy to the guy's sister. I think it was, (laughs) dude, (laughs) he's like, Player comparison, his sister. dude it was fucking wild man
1: like <laughs> kendrick perkins I, I just don't get it with him man he's so bad he's so bad oh yeah like and he fumbles over his words all the time like he's like a he's like a shitty shack like <laughs> like at least jack does like funny things where like he falls down sometimes and like you know he'll try to fight, fight charles barkley but like Dude, Perkins is so bad. Like, yeah. I just don't understand it with him. Like, dude, he gets, like, every fucking, like, primetime
0: thing. <laughs> like, I just don't – I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. No, he, he he's not great. But I do kind of enjoy him because, for whatever reason, it's finally, like, somebody that's actually, like, real and human is commentating. Yeah. Even though, like, some of the shit he says is, like, really bad. But at least like you just feel like he's a person where some of those guys just feel like so robotic and so like scripted, whereas Kendrick Perkins just I think they were talking about the Lakers the other day and he literally just stood up, took his headset out. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not talking about the Los Angeles Lakers no mo," and just like got up and walked away. <laughs> and everyone's like, all right, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, so funny. Yeah. But uh, Stephen A was another one that just lost his shit after like most picks I think it's the Knicks who picked and he just lost his mind it was just like everybody had to like calm him down like I thought he was gonna have a stroke on live Dude, TV. and like that's that's the thing right there so Stephen A is a
1: Knicks fan and then they bring on fucking Spike Lee and yeah. it's like why are we doing this for this terrible and I I get it because now people want to watch tv and watch steven a meltdown and watch skip or spike lee meltdown like because they're knicks fans and it's funny to watch them because they're fucking you know just ridiculous but like like at the end of the day like why are we paying this much attention to the knicks like why Forever. are we doing this they are fucking terrible they've been terrible they're gonna be terrible they're the knicks <laughs> they're they fucking stuck they suck and they're always gonna suck Forever. and all the fans are gonna suck forever too because they just keep buying into this shit yeah. like i can't wait until the whoever they play the first game of the year next year i can't wait for another video like they let out this year uh, like it's just so funny to watch them overreact <laughs> to every little like positive thing and like and then just like the first sec the first sight of anything bad like they flip and they're just like fuck this team yeah. fuck the coach fuck james dolan and the fucking smokers or whatever his band is. Like they just it's just so funny to me, dude, that like all these New York teams get all this attention. Yeah and
0: they all fucking suck. All of them. They're they're horrible. And what I guess we can move on to free agency now because this kind of leads into my free agency pick, but the excitement that they have over Jalen Brunson is so fucking funny to me. Dude. Like you, you just paid Jalen Brunson over a $100 million to be your starting point guard, like, you've got to be shitting me. And they're excited about it. it like, here's the thing, like, I feel like Nick fans, like, they get so excited when they see somebody that was, like, good in the Big East come to New York. Like, I guarantee you, if they took Eric Dievendorf, like, 15th overall, they they would cheer. They'd be stoked. Or if they took Johnny Flynn, they would cheer. And they'd be stoked. Or if they took, like, Hashim Fabi, they'd probably be stoked. Like, Jalen Brunson, he's a, he's a good player, but he is not worth a $100 million. He's not your answer to be a starting point guard. Like, they can just – they never get it right, dude. They overpay on everybody, and I guarantee you, Brunson's going to struggle big time at the Knicks.
1: Yeah, I mean, what <laughs> – it was funny. I think it was Bleach Report betting <laughs> had on their thing. It's like Knicks title – Title odds before the Jalen Brunson signing, and they're like plus 10,000 or like plus a thousand. And then it said Nick's title odds after signing Jalen Brunson, plus a thousand. Like it didn't move at all. Like it's just like, it's like, yeah, cool. You just spent fucking over, it was like, I think it's $27 million a year on yeah. a player that is okay. Yeah. I guess.
0: And, In- and his dad's on staff and we know how that usually works out. I mean, dude, like, what wouldn't... kind of fucking AAU team are they running over there, dude? Like what? <laughs> is that? Oh my God. It's, it's pretty mind blowing and I just don't even see a positive spot like in their roster. Like everyone's so high on RJ Barrett. I'm not like, he's not the answer. He's a good like third option. He's like a good like third option. But for that to be like your number one option, that's not great. Mitchell Robinson doesn't have one post move that he can remember twice like all all the time. Yeah, He's always hurt. And I don't think he can give you more than like 25 minutes a night, like effective 25 minutes because he gets tired and he's banged up. And I don't really see him developing anymore. And yeah, all the way down the roster man and fibs is not it. That is not the answer in today's NBA. I mean, you can't play dudes 48 minutes a night anymore and keep guys healthy and that's just and you got the most injury prone player on the team in NBA history, Derrick Rose. The the roster is a mess. They got to get younger and they got to get a new coach in my opinion, younger, new coach and new management and maybe just move to Seattle. I don't know.
1: Oh, don't please don't wish that on Seattle.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I would never. I I don't you do I that. I love Seattle, Seattle too much.
1: No, I yeah. know. God damn, those people don't deserve that. No, yeah. dude, they need a new owner. That's that's just one hundred percent what it is. James Dolan's a fucking idiot, and it's weird because who does he, he own the Rangers too? I think so. Yeah, and the Rangers are like, you know, they're pretty. They're probably the best New York franchise. Out of all the major sports. I'd say the Liberty. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> WNBA, stand up. But, like, <laughs> but like, I mean, NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB. Like, I guess the Yankees are doing good this year. But, like, as of, like, the last five years, I think the Rangers are pretty consistently good. And it's just weird that, like, you can have – you can be consistently good owner in one sport and just – the fucking worst in another sport
0: yeah and <laughs> i mean you uh you see charles oakley in the stands and start tasing him and dragging him off the floor or not like or you know not accepting spike lee's tickets because you don't believe he's spike lee like these are the types of fans and management that just makes me laugh it's like you're in new york city the know-it-alls of all of sports and yet shit like that happens like that can't happen like you can't be t- tasing Charles Oakley and like dragging him out of the arena or you can't be like you know escorting Spike Lee out of Madison Square Garden he's been a season ticket holder for 30 like, 30 years just... You can't you can't tase Charles Oakley cuz you're going to piss him off yeah just fucking 8000 volts to the chest like Dale Davis or whatever <laughs> Dude, that fucking like, Oakley would
1: wear that, dude. Just rip him <laughs> right out and fucking chugging. Yeah.
0: Holy shit. But enough about the Knicks, man. I'm, I'm tired of talking Knicks. Um, what other teams were you interested in with some of the moves that they made? Because I know there's a couple interesting ones out there.
1: Yeah. So the biggest one, I think, that it wasn't even a free agency move. It was a trade. So I think that Brogdon going to the Celtics – fixes a lot of their problems. Yeah. Because now they have a dude that can handle the ball that gets the ball out of Marcus Smart's hands, for one, which is always a good thing. <laughs> um, he's a good defender, so he's, you know, he'll fit right in there. Um, and he's just a solid solid locker room guy, solid player, and a little bit older. Not, not like crazy old, but a little like he's a veteran. So I think that that's a really good move for them plus they didn't have to give up like anything at all i mean they gave up a couple of dudes plus a one pick one first rounder which is you know i mean that's that's nothing like it wasn't even rotation guys that they gave up so um that's a that's a huge move for them
0: yeah Um, and plus he shoots a high percentage too he's one of those like sneaky good scorers i thought it was like a really Great sneaky low key pick, and your guy right, solves a lot of problems. But he can also defend really well. Which uh, I mean, he's going to fit in. He's going to fit right in. I know Boston's looking at another guy like Lamarcus Aldridge. I know they're looking hard at. And I think adding that one more veteran who's really trying to get that ring would be a good move too. Um, just to kind of have it at the end of your bench. Yeah.
1: um P.J. Tucker going to the Sixers. Yeah, is huge because. They take him from the heat and you know i think he's just he's just that solid dude that's that's going to be able to back up and beat as weird as that sounds <laughs> like like he's he's just he's six foot five of pure hatred and like muscle like that's that's all he does and he can knock down you know corner threes because that's basically all he shoots is corner threes. so um i think that's a good pickup um The jazz and everything they got in the Gobert trade. Like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah.
0: I thought they got some good pieces.
1: They got they got a ton of good stuff in that trade. Yeah. They got, so I have it written down right here. They got Malik Beasley, Beverly, who I think they waived or released or whatever. They got Walker Kessler, who was the first round pick this year jared vanderbilt four first round picks so unprotected in 2023 2025 and 2027 and top five protected in 2029 yeah plus a first round pick swap in 2026
0: yeah i mean that that's so many uh, if they hit on one of those picks it's a great trade and like with it also gives them a chance to maybe keep Mitchell because of the Gobert and Mitchell drama that you heard. Like, I have a feeling they're still going to lose Mitchell. I just think that they are. I think they're going to be in rebuild mode. But, I mean, who knows what they get for Mitchell. Like, if they do move him, like they're still going to get great pieces from that, too. So, I think the Jazz are in a really good spot no matter what happens with the Mitchell situation.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest places they've been saying for Mitchell is Miami. And, I mean, if you trade him to Miami – you're gonna get hero back. Like that's got to be one of the pieces. Yeah. And then whatever picks they want to attach to that. Plus they have to probably, you know, attach a higher paid paid player because they have to match salaries. So, like, you know, you're gonna get good pieces back. Yeah. And so I mean, if they, even if they are in a rebuild, like they're doing it the exact right way. Like, to get that much for Gobert is nuts. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like Gobert's valuable, but I I mean, in a way, he is replaceable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as great as good as he is, and as much as he does, I know he's one of the best defenders in the NBA, but I feel like you can do so much more with that roster with what they have now. You, I, I don't know if I'm explaining that the right way, but I mean you You can get a really good rim protector and that's going to do just as good of a job as Gobert, who might be a better scorer, you know. Like, they're going to – the Jazz are in a good spot. Jazz are in a really good spot, I think.
1: I mean, as much as – as good of a defender as Gobert is. I mean, you've seen it when he plays the Warriors. Like, they go small and they fucking – he can't play. Yeah. He just can't – he can't stick with dudes on the perimeter. So, I mean, if you have a guy that – can get played off the court and you trade them for four players plus five technically picks. Like, that's, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. Yeah. Like, you know, fucking whatever, like, good on them. Cause, you know, that's, that's a great trade for the Jazz. Um, I think that Jokic signing the Supermax was the obvious thing to do. For the Nuggets. Yeah. Two-time MVP. Like, the dude is – the dude's a stud, so.
0: Yeah. And there's also some head scratchers, though. Like, um, oh, yeah. I know that this Kyrie Irving, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant thing, I mean, there's a lot of drama, and who knows where they end up. But, I mean, it with the uh, Westbrook potential trade to Brooklyn for Kyrie, I just – Want you to f- imagine Westbrook and Ben Simmons on the floor at the same time. Like that is such a fucking headache. Like Bricklin in the house. Like, my God, that's gotta be the worst. That that if if that were to happen, that has to be the worst duo of all time. I cannot think of a worse like duo. Just two guys who can't fucking shoot, who are both a little bit head cases one's like mentally unstable the other one is just like mentally like always pissed off great player but that's that 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 is a mess if that happens there's no way they can keep simmons if they trade for for westbrook right i mean probably
1: not it was funny though i said, we, i wish i could remember who it was from but they said that if if it's westbrook and simmons in the backcourt together they said it's going to sound like you're storming the beach
0: at normandy every game <laughs> I mean, it's – you You got to move Simmons to the four. I've been saying this for so long. Like, he played the four position at LSU, which made him the number one pick in the first place. He didn't play point guard at LSU. I feel like he was just kind of force-fed into playing point guard, and I don't think he's a good point guard. I think you put him at the four, and he can, like, kind of be a playmaker out of the high post. I think that makes the most sense, and he can take big guys off the dribble. Like, I don't know why they're not experimenting with him – in the post more, because that's what got him the fucking first pick anyway.
1: I mean, they got to do something with him. Like, they can't – they can't – I mean, we actually haven't seen him play in fucking forever, so we don't know (laughs) (laughs) – like, we don't know what kind of player he is anymore. He's a big
0: three player. Big three player. Yeah. No shit.
1: Like, he's – it's like – I don't know with him, man. Like, he's (sighs) – to not know what hand you shoot with, it's kind of a problem. It's kind of a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, like people are like all the time, they're like, he's left handed and he's shooting right handed. And yeah. it's just, what, how, <laughs> how have we not figured this out yet?
0: Yeah. So you're a professional athlete. You should be able to figure that out. And, oh, man. The, uh, it, I don't even know what to say about it because it's just, such a problem at all times and I feel like he's such a distraction too and to be in Brooklyn where you're in New York where it's like the number one media outlet I mean he's going to get shit on as soon as things go south which is going to be quick he's going to get shit on and then he's probably going to quit again and that's another thing I hate about today's NBA is just like how quickly people move on like now Durant wants a trade because he's upset with how Kyrie Irving was treated and I just hate all the movement, man. Like, I feel like it's so hard to really, like, measure somebody's, like, legacy or really measure how great of a player somebody is when they're constantly moving and going into different situations and, like, teaming up with guys, you know? Whereas, like, in the 90s, you could, like, really appreciate all the shit people went through. And it's, like, now it's, like, as soon as something's wrong, they're out. As soon as something's wrong, they're out. And it's, like, the top players, too. It's not even just, like, your role players. I mean, it's, like, legitimately – like legit top top ten players moving teams every single year.
1: Yeah. And that's why that's why I love this Warriors Championship, I think, more than all the other ones. Is because and it just it always makes me laugh when people are like, well, you guys have a super team and da-da-da-da-da. Like, okay, the three the three guys that have been constants in the whole thing. Curry, Thompson, Green, all three of them were drafted by the Warriors, and they yeah. played for the Warriors their whole career. And they haven't left. They nope. haven't left. They've played for them the whole time. It's been the same three guys. Like you know, KD came in for a couple of years. That was great. Wiggins is here now, and I that that one made me laugh the most. I think out of everything, everybody's like, "Well, you guys have Andrew Wiggins." Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Who? I'm like, who fucking would have said that before you played on this team?
0: Yeah, everybody yeah. thought his career was
1: like, yeah, everybody thought he was- over fucking trash before he played on the Warriors. So, yeah. But like it's it's different now and it makes you kind of appreciate those guys like a Dirk or a Kobe. Even though Kobe kind of threw a fit like in the middle of his career, people forget about that and he wanted to trade and that's when they got Pau Gasol. But like Dirk, I mean, would always take Oh, Dirk is like the number one guy where he took discounts most of the time yeah. and stayed in Dallas his whole career. Yeah. When, I mean, if he would have been an unrestricted free agent or even a restricted free agent, he could have got huge paydays.
0: And he only got one title. It's not like he really had a reason to take those discounts. It's not like he was like, oh, man, I got a super team. I got to win. It was more like, oh, fuck, I got Jose Juan Barea as my starting point guard. I got Sagana Jop as my starting center. I'm going to take a discount so we can go get Tyson Chandler.
1: Yeah, like it's just – it's crazy. But, um, I mean, some of the worst moves in my mind, uh, the Pistons, even though they had a great draft, signing Marvin Bagley to three years, $37 million.
0: I didn't see that. I actually don't mind that. I'll let you go first, but then I'll defend him.
1: I mean, I just – I don't get it. Like for a dude that didn't play last year and kind of when he was playing kind of didn't have – Like, he doesn't have, like, a clear-cut path forward. Like, he's not a good enough shooter to be a stretch forward, but he's not big enough to be a post guy. Like, he's just kind of, like, that tweener that, like, nobody really knows. And and he getting traded from the Kings, like, you you would think that he would have to sign, like, a prove-it deal first. And that's my biggest issue is, like, why would you give him three years with a third year being a player option? at, you know, $13 million and, like, instead of giving him, like, a one-year one year $10 million and be like, prove to us that you can fucking play and then we'll sign you to a long-term.
0: Well, here's the thing. I think Marvin Bagley can play. I just think that the Kings are, like, the Knicks and just a really shitty franchise and didn't give them the minutes, didn't give them the run, and so they waste their time with, like, Costa Kufis. And it's like, you know, Bagley, I thought, was – probably a top three player in that draft. And I think everything's like very situational. It depends on like where you go. And I mean, Sacramento fucked with them. Like he was extremely unhappy. They wouldn't trade him. And I think he is still young enough to where he can pan out and be a really good player. I, like, I think he could be a 2010 guy. I, I really think he could. And I think with Detroit last year, there's such a log jam and post players, like when he came to the midseason that, I don't think you really have to show what he can do. But I think if they show that they can invest in him, which I think that this deal does, if they show that investment, I think it's going to uh, not only encourage him as if he should need encouragement, but I think they're also showing, like, hey, you're going to be our guy. Like, like, yeah. like prove it. And I think he can be that guy. I think I think he's good enough. I think he's just in a really bad situation Sacramento.
1: I mean, I hope so. Like, I think he can be good.
0: Um, I mean, we already talked about the Knicks
1: and Brunson – like, that's just a terrible contract. <laughs> yeah. Just ridiculous. Um, the Thunder signing Lou Dort, my man Lou Dort, five years, $87 million. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's not great. Not um, great. I mean, especially for a team that's in a rebuild. Well, especially for a guy that weighs
0: over 185.
1: Yeah, yeah. What are they doing? He's not <laughs> He's not seven foot 110. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't think he's – good enough to warrant that contract i mean i know that dudes get paid like that just sometimes out of necessity to keep guys i guess i don't know but like that i think that's a contract that they're gonna regret in a little while
0: we're in win now mode bro yeah
1: yeah (laughs) fuck yeah um i know we talked about the jazz trade i don't know what the timberwolves are doing like trading for Gobert, giving all that up for Gobert. I don't get that. Like flip side, like the Jazz made out like bandits. The the Timberwolves, what the fuck are they
0: doing? I don't know. I I kind of I kind of like that deal for both teams cuz you got to put somebody alongside Cat. Like he does need some help. I don't think he's really I think he's not really somebody that can be the guy without pieces around him and I think Gobert kind of is that safety valve for when Towns goes out of the game because when Towns went out they're fucked like they had zero room protection they really didn't have a lot to help them out and now now you have Rudy Gobert where Cat can be a little bit more on the perimeter which he likes to play out anyway and with Anthony Edwards developing um, I mean yes they did lose some pieces but I think this also gives them the ability to develop some of their young guys around, you know, that core three of Edwards, Gobert, and Towns. I actually don't mind it. I, but I do think that they need one more piece with it.
1: Yeah. I, I just – like, giving up that much, I don't think that they had to give up that much.
0: Yeah, but I think McDaniels c- – getting more minutes is a good thing for him, but I don't know if he's like the answer to be that starting forward. So I'd like to see what they can get in free agency to fill that starting three spot. Cause that's the, that's the one thing that kind of bothers me is that starting three position.
1: I mean, if you have McDaniels and Gobert out there at the same time, you got two dudes that cannot
0: score. Right. Exactly. That's what I mean. You got to get another piece, another scoring piece outside of Edwards and towns and, you know, just somebody serviceable, like a really good three point shooter. Like i I mean, I don't know who that would be right now off the top of my head, but they got to get somebody out there. Like a Doug McDermott would be like a good, weird option for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, like Malik Monk, I mean, he just signed with the Kings, but I think that would have been a good pickup for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then the, the Los Angeles Lakers, they had one mid-level exception to, to use, and they used it on Lonnie Walker the <laughs> fourth. A dude that couldn't even get run in San Antonio and when he did was not great.
0: Load management, dude.
1: Like what the fuck is that?
0: Yeah, it was a questionable one. I think they just want to make sure that Scottie Pippen Jr. and O'Neal make the roster.
1: Yeah, like it's just I don't know. Like that one that one blew my mind when I was like, huh. Like Ronnie yeah. Walker,
0: yeah. huh? That's that's your guy. There's a lot of moves. You got there. one mid
1: level to use and use him on Lonnie Walker.
0: <laughs> I think we'll a go. lot of these teams get in panic mode and they're like, "Fuck, we just need to get somebody," you know. And uh, Kevin, Kevin, Hooter, uh, Hooter went right. Kevin Hooter got moved.
1: Um, I'm not sure.
0: I'm pretty. I think, I think they were do-
1: talking about it, but I'm not. I'm
0: am su- surprised you haven't brought up your boy Divincenzo going to the. Oh, going to the believe Warriors. me, I was fucking.
1: I was 100% in on that. That's a great pickup for the Warriors. Yeah. And they got him for, so <clears throat> they've lost, they lost Gary Payton the second, which kills me because I love that dude. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, Gary Payton is making, he's going to be making $9 million a year, yeah. which is a little steep for a dude that, you know, had one, had a half of a good year. And like played in the G League up until this year, um. But Divincenzo for two years, nine million for the whole contract.
0: Yeah, it's fucking clutch, dude. Like it's so good. And he's a it's good so player. Good. I mean, he he really is a good player too. That's a good pickup.
1: Like it's that's that's one of those pickups that like you look at it and you're like, oh, Divincenzo. But like later in the season, he's gonna he's gonna be playing big minutes and. Like, that's a good pickup for like Clay if Clay needs
0: a couple nights off. Um, well, he can play point too. So, yeah. I mean, it's good for everybody. He's very versatile. I mean, he can play one through three and maybe in the Warriors system, maybe even a four, as weird as that sounds. Uh, can't wait to see him. Can't wait yeah. to see
1: him in that Warriors jersey. White Dante, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, Herter, Kevin Herter did get moved. Yeah, to
0: Sacramento, right?
1: Yeah, he got sent to the Kings for Justin Holiday. The immortal mohawkless who I did not know, <clears throat> is even still playing, and uh, a twenty twenty four pick.
0: Yeah, no, Hooters
1: who, who, have made good moves.
0: Yeah, and they got so many like good white players, which is weird. Like DeMontis Sabonis, <laughs> Red uh, Velvet. I mean, they got some. They, they got some good players. <laughs> they're taking over that the Boston Capital. All the Boston fans are like, shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like DiVincenzo and Herder aren't on our team. Yeah. 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 Yeah, dude. So that's, that's weird that the Kings are kind of making, they made a couple good moves. I mean, I'm sure they'll fuck it up, but
0: yeah. Oh, no, they will somehow. Yeah. Eventually they will. I mean, I'm, yeah. I mean, a very productive offseason so far. And I know there's going to be more to come. There's going to be a lot of movement. I know Durant's, you know, talking about going to Phoenix or, you know, Miami. I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen. Um, USC, UCLA, moving to Big Ten. Um, I'm going to let you take the keys on that. I know that you've read a lot about it, but I just uh, – that's surprising to me. I, you know, the Big East just kind of got switched up. Now the, Pac, uh, now the Pac-12. What are your thoughts on it?
1: So, I think that the end game for all of this is those Power Five conferences, Pac-12, Big 12. Uh, ACC, SEC, and uh, – I'm forgetting one more. Um, Big Ten, duh. Um, They are going – I think that the end game for all of this is they're going to split from the NCAA and kind of do their own thing. And they're going to – like, the ACC and the Big 12 – even the Pac-12 now are kind of in a spot where they're they're fucked because they are going to lose a lot of teams that are going to do the same thing that USC and UCLA did because the SEC and Big Ten have so much they have so much more money from their TV contracts that they can't compete like they can't keep the teams that are in big markets or big name teams like I mean, it would not surprise me if in the next couple of years, like a Duke goes to the Big Ten, yeah. or uh, you know, North Carolina goes to the SEC, or you you know, University of Miami goes to the SEC, something like that. And so, I think that the ACC, the Big Twelve, and the Pac-12 have to like put their shit in overdrive and be like, "Hey, guys." Like, let's figure something out to where we can all do it because then there's going to be teams that are left out. And this is coming from an NC State fan. I am very afraid that NC State is going to be, like, in, like, the Big East eventually because they're just not going to – they don't have a big enough market and they also don't pull enough interest from, like, the entire country to be able to – say, okay, well, we're going to the SEC too. Like, I mean, their football team is good. Basketball team is good, recognizable. But like, they, they just don't have that kind, of, that kind of sway. Yeah. And it's just, it's interesting that USC and UCLA would do this so fast. I mean, it had to have been in, the, it had to have been in discussion for probably years now. I mean, this, this kind of stuff doesn't come up like that, but it's just weird timing for all of it. Because, like, there was the talk of the Pac 12, Big 12, ACC, like, alliance or whatever they were going to do. And I guess that's fucking out the window. Um, But it's just, it's going to be weird for the future of college athletics. Because if they do, let's just say that those Power Five conferences split and they do their own thing and they're not under the NCAA anymore. How does that work with? mainly basketball like how do they do do they do their own tournament which you know uh, they would have to but then like the ncaa tournament would be like you know number one seed fucking saint mary's like they would you know there would be all those teams like gonzaga would finally be able to win a championship which would be nice for them but yeah like it's just it is going to it's going to flip it's going to it's going to affect basketball more than football cuz football is always going to be able to do their own stuff. They're always going to be able to have a championship. They play less games. So they're they're going to be fine. But basketball wise it's just going to be so different and so weird to like see how they can do it to where it'll still be a good enough product and still be able to capitalize on like the March Madness stuff at the end of this, at the end of the year. Yeah. I just don't, I don't see how that works if they split, like, like I think that they're going to, because I just think that they're tired of the NCAA. I think they're tired of the NCAA breathing down their necks, you know, with all this NIL bullshit. I think they're just sick of it. They want to go and they want to be like the minor leagues for the professionals like they just want to they want to have big time boosters that just throw fucking 20 million dollars at a kid and be like hey buddy come to fucking texas yeah like come have an oil well you know (laughs) like fucking here's a steer like come on down to texas yeah like I i think that they're sick of worrying about the ncaa putting sanctions on them and telling them how much money they can have how much money they can split And I mean, if they go, if they go away from the NCAA, they can make so much more money. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's all that all these conferences care about is how much money they're going to make.
0: Yeah. And I mean, honestly, that's really all that the players are really caring about at this point too. And I think the NCAA is in trouble. Like I've been saying that I don't think there is going to be an NCAA in less than 10 years. And, you know, with paying the athletes, like, obviously I'm, I'm a little bit old school, like I'm. That's not what this argument's about, but it's like I was basically against it just because I knew what it meant for the NCA and what it meant for March Madness. Because now it's like all of a sudden these mid-majors aren't gonna be able to compete with the big schools when it comes to that. Like there's gonna be a kid that could go be a starter at Butler who could be a great player in that conference, but instead he'll go choose to be a third stringer at UCLA because he can go make money on his stupid t-shirts or something, you know, or whatever he's going to sell. So that's the reason I was against it. Like players need to be able to make something. I just wish that we could have something where every single school could offer the same thing, you know, but that's unfortunately not where it can happen or leave it the way it was where you can just kind of let some of these schools pay players and bet on them to pan out, you know, cause now it, I'm I'm with you. I, I don't think March Madness is gonna be the same in like five years. I think it's gonna be a pretty, pretty tough product in about five, six years once we everybody kind of figures out how they can, you know, wiggle their way through to making more money and stuff. And it looks like these schools are now doing the same thing, moving conferences and stuff. So
1: yeah, I think the NCAA really fucked it up when like they they were reactive instead of proactive with the NIL stuff. Yeah. If they would have, if, you know, 10 years ago, they would have been like, okay, let's figure out a system to where we can pay these kids. And I mean, give it like a salary cap or something like that. But like, have a little give instead of being like, no, 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 no. Like the whole time. And then, you know, the threat of, you know, the split of the power five and they're like, okay, you guys can have NIL. And then it's just like exploded and they can't control it. And now they're trying to reel it back in. Like I just think that they're, they're, they've they've just not been able to make the right move on this
0: NIL stuff at every turn. Yeah, no, they like, fucked, they fucked it up every single time.
1: Yeah, like they're just and now they're they're trying to play catch up and they're trying to make everybody kind of come back, reel back in, and it's just you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. Like you know, you said yes. And now you're like, well, we didn't mean like this. Like, well, you could have you could have gotten with all the commissioners and been like, what can we do? Where can we set a line to where everybody can still be competitive, but you can still pay these kids.
0: How much of an effect do you think it had not letting kids go straight out of high school to the NBA too? Um because think- those were some of the really big names that. The ones that got in trouble, like the Aidens and the Zions. Like, if they were to come out of high school, do you even think that this would be as big of a deal?
1: I think there's always gonna be, you know, the shoe companies and all that shit trying to pay these guys to wear their stuff. Like, I think, you know, even if there's not a, a Zion, you know, whoever is the 20th prospect will then be the first prospect, and then they want that guy. So I think that it wouldn't be as big of a deal, but I think that I, I really just think that if they would have if they would have agreed to something 10, 15 years ago and then kind of made adjustments to it, like like a like I said, a salary cap. Like put a cap on everybody so that they, they can pay people, but you're just capped out to how much you can spend. Yeah. You know, that's not a perfect solution, but it's something that you can build on and kind of adjust throughout time instead of just striking it down and saying no and then you get the guys like zion like aiden who have to go you know all these guys are getting fucking paid everybody knows it yeah everybody knows that these dudes are getting paid and you know it's illegal like you know instead of that like just just give you know a 10 million dollar salary cap to all these schools and then be like this is what you can spend this is what you can you know, invest from boosters and go for it. Have fun. But yeah. don't need the salary cap. And then you can adjust as time goes on. And yeah. just if if you had guys going straight to the pros, I think that you would still have issues, but not as much.
0: Yeah. And and you know this because you played college sports. Like we both went to really shitty schools. And yeah. there were there were plenty of times where Rules are broken with me. Like I got free meals all the time. I got money all the time. I got like just things given to me all the time that would have been considered like gifts by the NCAA. And like I was not a big name. I was not even a yeah. starter. And it's like I got free shit all the time. So it's like this happens everywhere. And like the better player you are, the more shit that happens. It's like they don't care about the you's and me's. Like, but as soon as it happens a big name, it's a it's a big fucking deal. So just kind of yeah. funny how how the NSA works, and you know, it's very interesting. But
1: they they need to make a move soon, or there's not they're they're going to be shit out of luck. Like they need yeah. to do, they need to do something.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And you know, we got just a few more minutes left. Is there any final thoughts or any final things that you'd like to bring up before we shut this shit down? Uh, Glenn Big Baby Davis,
1: what <laughs> this man is losing his fucking mind like he's he's stealing somebody's seat at a celtics game and when he stole that guy's seat they found out that he was breaking his parole because he's on tv they're like you're not supposed to be in boston and now he's like on a podcast yeah i mean if if you're listening to this just go on twitter and type in big baby davis and just look for a video because I don't. It's like the wildest shit I've ever heard. Like he, I think it's so, a bloom star, right? That he's yeah, on. With. Yeah, it's got.
0: It. it has to be because I mean, they're He's talking about getting his dick sucked and like his balls. Was, like
1: legitimately, just talking about getting like the gluck gluck three thousand. Like, <laughs> and it's like he's like going back and forth with this this chick, and it's just like what the fuck. And then there's a co-host. And the fucking the cuts to the co-hosts are the funniest thing ever. He's <laughs> like wide-eyed, like looking back and forth, like what the fuck is happening? Because they're like going back and forth, and, like talking about all this shit. And they're like, and Big Baby's like, I love getting my dick sucked by like a whore, and then the girl's like, Oh yeah, that's my favorite thing to do. And then they like cut to the co-host, and he's just like, What the fuck is happening? Yeah,
0: and Big Baby's like, You know who sucks the best dick? Celtic fans. <laughs> He's like, man, he's like, you just throw on a spas and Celtic jersey and they're so quick to just go down and throat you. I'm like, oh my God, dude, like this it's, is vulgar. Wow.
1: <laughs> and it's like a two-minute video. It like seems like it's never gonna stop.
0: <laughs> it's like the facial expressions big baby makes, he's just a big ass smile and holy shit. And then there's a video that he posted on Instagram too. It's like him in a pool. And then he does like a backflip in the pool, but you can just see like he's just bare ass just coming out of the water and like <laughs> and just like a huge ass splash. Oh man, yeah, he's 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 interesting, man. Uh, Can't wait to see him fight. Yeah, who's <laughs> he fight? Is he fighting like Nick Cage or something?
1: Nick Cage?
0: Is he fighting somebody? Like that would,
1: I would uh, dude? That would be. <laughs> Yeah, you could charge me as much as you want. So if, I could, if I could see Nick Cage fighting Big Baby, I think he's fighting another NBA guy. Isn't he?
0: Oh, oh is no. It, I thought it was like an actor. I thought it was like, it's, it's not Nick Cage, but it's, I thought it was like Nick Carter, like something.
1: Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Glenn Davis' fight.
0: Let's see. It's not the YouTube guy, right? It's not.
1: Oh, I think it just got changed. Um, let me see here.
0: You guys saw how much he likes his dick sucked, he's not going to fight him anymore.
1: Dude, I just, it's just funny. Like, it just keeps going. Davis was originally slated to fight former NBA veteran Larry Sanders. <laughs> but now Larry Sanders is participating in the big three, so he can't fight him <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Davis is one of 18 ex-NBA players arrested last October for their alleged involvement in a healthcare fraud scheme involving the NBA's health and welfare benefit plan. So that's, yeah. why, that's why he was breaking parole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. But yeah, it was like him, Eddie Robinson, I think like. Yeah, there, there's some names. Oh,
1: dude. So is he He's fighting or not? Trial.
0: He's still awaiting trial. So he can't fight because he'd be breaking parole. Is that what it is? I don't
1: fucking know. I think they must be doing it wherever he lives because he definitely
0: doesn't it's live in the backyard man. wrestling at big yeah, Big.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be like those old Kimbo Slice videos, dude. They're just <laughs> doing the shit out of somebody and like on the sidewalk.
0: There's like bed mattresses is like the ring, and they're just like jumping out of trees, body slamming.
1: Yeah, I can't believe that he was going to fight Larry Sanders. That's fucking
0: amazing. Oh, man.
1: And then that Larry Sanders can't fight him because he's playing in the bigs. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: this is getting out of hand. We we got to shut this shit down now. But yeah. everybody, thanks for listening. If you could leave us a review of five stars, that'd be dope. Um, I mean, we appreciate you guys listening to our nonsense for for the hour um craig any anything you'd like to say before we get out of here
1: uh thank you to everybody for listening hopefully hopefully you had some laughs and got some good information for this one this was this was a good one so yeah thank you
0: always got some fun projects coming up be sure to tune in we got some uh redrafts and some all-time teams that we're going to be doing and uh we're gonna have a lot of laughs and a lot of fun with that one but everybody have a great weekend thanks for listening we're out peace Yes. Yes. Every time. Oh, I need to stretch out the screen. That's why. There.